Good morning. We don't say good morning enough. A lot of our listeners. Oh. Yeah. A lot of our listeners are like commute hours and like listen when we first drop, which is midnight. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, wiki, guys. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Eggs and bakey. Um, also, we released the podcast or the uh, visual on at midnight last, last week, week. And a lot of people liked it. Let's do it again. Okay. Why not? Do you guys like it? I don't know why we didn't in the first place. Yeah. I think we were just like testing because I... I know, like, in the beginning, we were kind of just seeing what other people did. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of people were, like, releasing visual a few hours after audio. But we tried, like, I feel like it doesn't make a difference. So let's just do it both at the same time. Okay. Why not? It's also easier for us. And we, like, just do it all at the same time. Like, scheduled to post all at the same time. Anyway, hello, guys. Welcome back to Advice. Hi. New episode this week. I'm Alex. I'm Kristen. And this is Advice Podcast. This is Advice Podcast. Anyway, last week's episode... uh, a lot of you guys liked it. Some people had like a little bit of opinion on it, but surprisingly there wasn't much of an uproar. I thought a lot of <laughs> like, I thought people were going to be like, right? Like, yeah, I don't think that about men or you know what I mean? Like there yeah. wasn't a lot of debate and I thought there would be because it's definitely a very, very debatable opinion based. Every answer we gave. Yeah. If you didn't listen to last week's episode, you totally should. Um, we took questions from men in our audience stuff about like does size matter or how do I hit on a girl and we answered with our perspective with our opinions and a lot of people kind of liked it a lot of people um a lot of men that like our our friends hit me and said hey I listened to that blah 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 hell yeah I was like okay thanks anyone I know yes word well I'll tell you in a sec okay yeah um anyway (laughs) go listen if you haven't already um what else is an update we're in clothes and shoes yes don't say it i broke my foot last week and it hurts to take my shoe on and off so i will not be doing that we should wear shoes on the bed now we we notice we only wear shoes on the bed when we have something to do after the the podcast and we have something to do after this that's why Mm -hmm. we're dressed up and we have makeup on whereas usually dressed up we're in jeans and oversized t-shirts and okay do i not if you're on visual you can see obviously it's visual um don't i look like the uh, the guy emoji that wears the red shirt and the blue jeans yeah i look exactly like him right now ketchup and mustard oh thank you (laughs) anyway we'll get into what we're wearing in a sec but um update i got home from new york last night but i guess by the time you're listening to this it was a week ago i spent a week in new york alone and i just wanted to come in on this podcast and share my experience a little bit i took a solo trip and i just think everybody needs to take a solo trip not necessarily to new york but just somewhere out of your comfort zone switch up your day to day yes just switch up the energy around you switch up the things you look at the smells you smell the just the people you walk past the things you eat switching up just tiny little things like that in your life i i really do feel this sense of like a new page um on a negative note (laughs) (laughs) i i came home feeling like fuck why am i in la so but in a way there's beauty in that too because maybe it's it's pushing me into my next chapter of life right which alex and i have been talking lately how we both kind of want to move to new york i literally say less i've been looking at apartments yeah i i think we will I, our lease is up in may. may is it for sure may yeah because it's six months what it's her lease up do we need to move is out it, right no now? it's a year and a half so is it march we gotta Wait, figure it out um after six months after november november december january february march april may may, may. perfect um so yeah our lease is up in may and we're kind of just like 
let's switch it up. Alex I and I would love to. We're we're so alike in the sense where we we love constant change, constant stimulate simulate sim, hello stimulation Sim stimulation um stimulation in the simulation. Uh, I mean, right. that's quite literally what it is. Um, so yeah, we're kind of thinking about moving. I just I noticed. You know what? I texted it to Alex and Lena, and I feel like it was a perfect description of what I feel like New York is. I was just expressing, like, updating my trip, expressing how I felt about the trip. And the people in New York are just one of a kind. I feel like a lot of people say people in New York are mean or stuck up or cold. And I don't really see it like that. I think it could come off like that because. In other places, people are nice to you, but it's not genuine. They're just being nice to like fake nice, fake nice. Exactly. And in New York, people, it's not that they're, they hate you or they don't want to talk to you. They're just like, I'm not going to waste either of our time being like, Hey, how are you? Like we've said on this podcast before, some people use, how are you as just a filler? Right. And it's just like, fuck that shit. So this is how I described it. Um, the walking, the culture, the people, the food, it's insane. Everything is so unique because if you're if you're not, you won't survive as a business. I was referring to like restaurants and businesses. Um, the cutthroat standard to be unique reflects onto the people, which is so cool to be around. Nobody cares about you or what you're doing or where you're going. People just do what they want and mind their own business. And like, I do feel like reading that back, like that can sound negative, but I, I just, no, I, think I mean, it's so great, especially in LA where like everyone cares what you're doing. And like, you have to put on this front that you're like constantly working on your business or constantly right. doing something. It's so refreshing for there to be a place where like you could literally put your head down and do you and you're not distracted. Mm-hmm. You're not held up to this crazy standard of right. like a la society like are you doing enough like exactly it's it's really refreshing i even felt like that when i was there like talking to people the people i met they were like it was it there was no like so what do you do oh did it like sure that question did come up sometimes but it comes up all the time in LA. That's yeah. all people talk about in LA. It's like, oh, what do you do? Connections, do you know? networking. Who do you right. know? And there's beauty in that. And I that right. there that is everywhere. That's in every industry, and that is a part of success in business. You can't deny it. It's just it if comes you know, you with know. yeah. It comes with the people who, who unfortunately it's a big part of LA where it's like they're asking using, so they can be like, what yes, can I get from it's you? It's personal benefit. Exactly. It's not because they're actually interested in what you do for a living. Perfectly said. And I, I just noticed it wasn't like that, at least with the people I was around. I'm sure you can find the bad and everywhere you go and you can find the good and everywhere you go. Yeah. But I know at least in our circle, which is pretty big here in LA, cause LA is like so weirdly small at the same time. Everyone knows everyone here. Everyone is saying that LA is just like lost its luster and just like, I don't know. So I'm kind of over it. I think we're going to be out of here. That that doesn't mean anything with the podcast. No, 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 no. We can pick up and move to anywhere if we wanted to. Right. And it's still nothing is set in stone. I just got back last right. night. Like we're just <laughs> talk, like, it's, it's just kind of like a what if, but um, yeah, that was my experience. I, I went alone. I stayed in Brooklyn alone for the first three days. Um, uh, my second day I saw Liza cause she was in New Jersey finishing a project and she was like, I'll just take a car over to see you. It was, it was one of those moments where it was so meant to be because 
Liza and I had been trying to plan mm-hmm. a trip to New York for like months now because she was out there for hella long for a minute. Then she came home. I saw her when she came home for her My Little Pony premiere. And then she was like, I have so much. Like, she's just so fucking busy. It's so hard to it's, see her. Yeah. And she was just like, you know what? It's meant to be that I'm an hour away right now and you're in New York. Like, fuck it. And she drove out to me. And we yeah, got and an dinner. hour. That's like a drive to the west side in L.A. Exactly. That's another thing. I love how everything's walkable there. It's like and it's you're so stimulated while you walk that you don't realize you're even walking that far. <sighs> like one day I walked 7.7 miles just just did it like naturally and wasn't even it wasn't like a workout it was I was just I found myself wandering and then I looked down at my health app and oh I was like 7.7 miles like it's crazy I rode a bike across the Manhattan Bridge which was so cool and 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 what oh what what you Sing like it. the thing yeah um <laughs> me like nervously scratching this pillow right now uh I met a cute boy so that's fun. A very cute boy. A very cute boy. Very cool boy. Um, someone who was so easy to talk to, which was really nice. Mm-hmm. Like kind of back to the LA comparison. Sometimes when you meet men here, mostly most uh, of the time, when you meet a men lot here, of the time when you meet men here, it's just kind of like, what's up? Like, what do you do? So I mean, what do you do? Right. And there, like, we immediately talked about childhood trauma, and I'm like, that's my fucking shit. So like, <laughs> I don't know. Um, really cool guy. That's really no update there. Maybe later in life, but not right now. Um, what else? I went to a boxing match. I went to a thriller match. I went to a concert. Um, it was just, it was a trip where I had nothing planned. And then I walked away with a trip with so many cool experiences. That's and so sick. That was, yeah, it was so like, the you couldn't have planned it. Yeah. I could not have planned a trip like that. I just went with the flow and I just so happened to know some people that were in New York at the same time. And it was a perfect mix of like independence and new people. Yeah. Cause like, you- but then like you saw one of our really good friends mm-hmm. that you had that element of comfort right. where it really like let you kind of just like thrive. Right. And new energy too. Yeah. Like sure. We, we know her, but we don't really spend like that much time with her. She's not necessarily one of my closest friends. So there was also an element of, new energy there where yeah. I was able to catch up with her. Cause I hadn't seen her in a minute. And you know, she asked about you, she asked about Leanna, like we caught up on that and it was just so amazing. So I hope this inspires you guys to take a trip somewhere. Like I said, it doesn't need to be somewhere crazy extravagant. Just break up your energy even for mm-hmm. a day or a weekend or an hour or anything. I, I need to watch this back when I'm feeling unmotivated too, because it's something I tend to forget until I'm desperate for it until I'm like, I need to get out of here. And that's kind of what this trip was, but yeah, good shit. Um, what else? Oh, new season of you is out. Yeah. We've watched what, what are we on episode five, four or five? Yeah. Now. Um, so we'll, I'm not gonna say spoiler alert yet because or no, actually, spoiler, we should spoil alert. Alert. Let, spoiler alert, please fast forward. Um, and also don't give us any spoilers because we're not yeah. done. So please don't like comment anything on this. Nothing like that. Um, I can't lie. Somebody responded to my story and <gasps> said a spoiler. Oh, and you know it. Why would they do that? I know I was, I, I, I was so mad. I saw it, I read so fast too. That's yeah. the thing. I didn't even fully open it. And like, I just, I saw keywords. My brain picked them out in the message. And I was like, fuck. So I like got out of it. I should like I wanted to respond and be like why did you do that but Can then if you I tell did me? that no is it a big one I don't know because I don't know at what point the spoil is but they just let me know it's part of the series and we don't know it yet as far as episode five 
You know oh. what I mean? So we might find it out this episode. I don't know. Or we might find it out last episode. I oh, don't. got you. It's just, I don't want to tell you. Is it like a, is it a crazy thing though? I um, see. This is what I hate. It's not that crazy. When some, when I'm watching a show with someone and they know something that I don't, I want to know so bad. It's not that crazy. Okay. It's not crazy enough to where I gasped. I gasped more at the fact that they told you fucked my shit. Yeah. <laughs> what it was itself. So right. don't even, I think. Okay. I think it's something we'll see coming anyway. You know what I used to do? I, you know. Uh, yeah, it's disgusting. <laughs> Let them know. I freak. um I get so like hyper fixated on ending of shows that like I'll Google the ending. I used to read the last pages of books. You're weird. Does anyone do no, that? No, you're not alone. I know so many people do that. Because yeah, I I've tried I've like actively tried to like stop doing that i haven't done it you're so brave <laughs> yes i uh no really though because it like would because then i would stop like i haven't i've only finished one show in my whole life that's fucking crazy yeah what yeah okay weeds and i looked an in interesting it, one right now um and it's one of the ones where i look and at friends the, right but that's different that's different how you finish a show well, because I started of yourself. I was watching as it was coming out. Oh. And like I'm caught up like I'm caught up with a lot of shows, but okay. like if I like if someone tells me, Oh, go watch um uh what is it called? Breaking Bad. Mm. I'll watch like the first couple seasons and then just like stop watching it. Well, I'll look up the end and then stop watching. That's a hefty one. Hefty ones like that, I kinda Okay, get but it. I had I have a list of probably like I had I got really high one night and I wrote down a list of all the shows. Oh my god. Wait, on, let me see if I still have it. It's a list of all the shows that um you like you've started just not finished. I, yeah. There are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows that I have started. Can you and read them it. off? New Girl, Jane the Virgin, um, so good. Dexter, Grey's Anatomy, Shameless, Breaking Bad um suits weeds in the dark you haven't finished in the dark season three just came out i thought you finished it it's checked oh great perfect <laughs> oh, God. she did us she did us has one of those bullet point lists that you have in your notes thing i don't know if you're gonna you're not gonna be able to see it so all. actually click weeds because what i was gonna say is weeds is one of the ones where i stopped looked up the ending but then i went back and i looked up the ending like three episodes away from the finale why i don't know i don't it's a weird thing of my, i don't know what it is did your parents do this no <laughs> this is a traumatic <laughs> event <laughs> no it's just like i don't want it to end so it just like never ends for me but you know the ending so it did end yeah but i don't get experience oh wait i have to add another one to this what um scandal Oh yeah, Leanna got me into that. Got me into scandal, and I have I only got into like a season four. So I yeah, have I, to finish. Mm -mm. I'm I'm one of those people when I binge something, it's like, um, mm. I, it's a project now. It is a project to finish this show that I'm binging that I actually will like will stay up and not sleep because I know okay I need to finish this before tomorrow. You know what's crazy is like I look at everything in my life like that. I'm such a I'm such like a checklist person. Like ultimatum for yourself. I have to finish shit. Right. Shows are that maybe it's just like that what I was talking about earlier like that thrill that you get when you just like leave something undone. Yeah. And like uh, right. <laughs> Who the fuck knows? It's literally just like shows. Uh, I would like to hear if any of you guys 
and you know what this is what's daunting is that this is hours of work oh yeah like unfinished yes that makes me itchy yeah that's crazy Wait, also, hold on. We told people spoiler alert, so let's do our spoilers because they're, okay. prob- they're probably trying to find <laughs> oh, where we go. Like, sorry, guys. Um, so, yeah. yeah, we're episode five. So what's happened so far? Uh, she opened the bakery, killed the neighbor. Um, then We were so shocked by the neighbor thing. Yeah, we thought she was going to be like a... Natalie, right? Yeah. We thought she was going to be like a... Major character. Right. I was very surprised with that. Um, then they killed the well he killed him he ended up killing himself gill was gill. his name yeah, yeah the other neighbor right um definitely didn't see that coming at the beginning mm-hmm. of that episode i'm sure you guys noticed if you watched it if not you're getting spoiled right now we're so sorry um <laughs> there was a like a suicide uh warning thing i love that they like leave the number and like the website too i think that's so smart yeah um and we were like oh my god i bet it's gonna be the husband the hus- natalie's, natalie's husband. husband and we were so surprised that it was gill yeah um i asked people on instagram if they've watched it and if they've liked it majority did say they liked it i think it was over like 70 percent liked the show but some responses which i obviously need to stop reading because people are sending me fucking spoilers yeah um we're saying how they didn't like how they went into like the covid part of things yeah um i'm seeing a lot of shit right now where people are like i'm cool i think a lot of shows are feeling the need to address it and i'm seeing a lot of i can get behind but i'm also like i'm okay if shows don't acknowledge that we're in a pandemic like like that was the one thing we had the whole pandemic that let us escape and now like you're seeing people with masks and they they heavily talk about the vaccine in the show and like yeah it's a it's a huge like plot stance yeah they took a stance which but you know it is netflix like netflix is very um what's the word impressionable yeah so like i'm sure there was intention there with like trying to push the vax i don't know um it was it was very bold though but i you can also argue like as much as we want to escape it like it is the reality so like maybe shows are it they, to be relevant it's like sure but but like they don't need to no i'm not yeah. i'm just i when trying to like see their point of view right when companies brands when people make big big moves like this i always just like alex and i sit there and we try to dissect right on like a pr level pr level we're like why did they do that meeting like, room wise <laughs> ex- exactly we try to like put ourselves in those shoes but um i do like the show so far i i didn't like how love and joe kind of hated each other for a minute like, yeah I, I really really want them to come back together and like i like, guess be it, a team it only makes sense because of the last scene of season two where he tries to kill her right like there's gonna be some steam there for right. a minute some tension and they like addressed it within you know what i think sorry the little sidebar you know what i think changes a lot of like people's perspective of shows hmm. is if they binge it we're getting all of this information within four episodes where it's right. like if you like the way that we used to watch shows was every uh, once a week right and there's still that timeline in between so it's like there's there's longer periods of time that are passing in shows yep but we're consuming it in four hours that it's like it feels like they're not um like diving into this one little thing as much does that make sense no that absolutely makes sense i just wonder if we'll ever get back to that like binge culture is a thing now like with streaming services like if you don't release everything at once people lose interest right because our attention spans are of 
ants. I wonder if that's changed how shows have developed storylines timeline wise. I'm like sure. how quickly um, they like hit with these like big things that happen on the in the shows. Like it has to be. It has to have changed some because we're not watching them as far apart. I'm Does just trying to think. No, absolutely. I'm just trying to think if I can think of any. But yeah. honestly, it, it's kind of still the same right now. I mean, I, I wonder if there's going to be a shift that we can like see. It'd be cool if they did like a show that was a week of that person's life and you got to watch like like a daily yeah. vlog almost. That'd be sick. Netflix. Cut me check. Cut me check. Let's stop doing spoilers though. I feel bad. Okay. Um, so no spoilers, but still giving opinions on the show. I do like it. I'd say so far I'm like a, I'm like a seven out of 10 right now. I'm not as hooked as I was. I'll say that I'm not like as like dialed in as I was the first two seasons. I think we're, we're just kind of desensitized to the behavior of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not as dramatic because we know, we, we, we know, know the, they what are. they're capable of. Exactly. Like it's not, it's not crazy that, you know, the things they do no, again, no more spoilers. Sorry. Um, it's not as crazy. Cause you're just like, well, duh, they're literally fucking psycho. So yeah. that could be why we're just not as like shocked by it. We're, but I still respect the writing. I think the acting's great. Oh yeah. I, no, it's a great show. I think she, we were saying like, she's going to be, yep one of the like biggest female actors of our time. I think she's so great. I think she's like her, her face in horror things and scary things is so good. There's something so like readable about her emotion, like in haunting a hill house and blind manor and all that. She's, I love her to death. And then obviously Penn Badgley is amazing. Sexy as fuck. And amazing. Yeah. There's that. Anyway, (laughs) that's how we feel about that. Um, let's get into it. We have a lot to talk about. Before that, what we're wearing, I'm wearing a Lord shirt, jeans from Urban, yellow Converse. And I'm wearing my Jordans and um, my cow socks. These are from Garage. And then I got this from a gas station. And then this is a ASOS fuzzy hat. Cute, cute. I almost wore a sweatsuit that matched your hat, but then I figured I'm going to sweat through it. <laughs> Sweat rings on a fuzzy outfit. Let's do Song of the Day um mine is we haven't really talked about this but adele dropped a new song for her third. i haven't listened <gasps> i like adele too i was in new york seriously I was just on another wavelength and seriously i didn't oh my god you have to listen she, well so she's gonna drop her album i don't know how old is she 30 or 31 i think 30 30 so it's obviously gonna be titled 30 30 um the song is called easy on me I'm um it's it's really good I'm it's gonna be about her divorce fuck yeah that so it's gonna be it's good. gonna be good and like 30 i mean i know we don't necessarily know by that's experience a big but like that's landmark a, right like even when like Age. monica talked about it she right. was saying like it was this big like realization like shit that's fucking dope i'll listen to it whoa what i just made the connection monica and adele are the same age oh my god that doesn't that <laughs> Does doesn't track. sit right with me <laughs> no they're not no not, not on my watch uh, my song of the day is going to be off alessia cara's new album mm. i'm gonna do i miss you don't call me she's such a great writer one of my favorite artists so underrated her yeah. alessia cara and jesse J are two very underrated artists for me that i feel like i'm like i want to shake people and be like they're so good like how yeah. do you not see that and i do have their cult base but, but they're, it's, they it's, don't like blow up like yeah. i feel like they like they could blow up with like fucking ariana grande like they're both so good yeah oh it breaks my heart 
Anyway, um, before we get into things, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsors. So our sponsor for today is Nutrafol. You guys have heard us talk about them before. And they target so much more than just hair loss. They target everything that causes hair loss, which can be stress, metabolism, nutrients, hormones. And I feel like that's that's really powerful. Right. And I, so I've been using it and I feel like my hair, like my fallout has gotten less and less. And I, I've talked about this before, like a fallout's a big thing for me. Right. And I've had like so much body to my hair. Hell I've been yeah. loving it. And it feels good. And what's cool is you can take their hair wellness quiz and then they send you like a personalized formula because obviously everyone's hair is different and we all need different things. So that's a cool little feature that they have. Also, I don't know about you guys, but whenever I take a vitamin and I forget, I'm always like, oh, I forgot. And then you're just like backslide. Right. And you're like, I should just probably not even take it anymore. But you don't have to worry about with them. You never run out. You never miss a dose because you have monthly deliveries that just come to your doorstep. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code ADVICE to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it is the only available for U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com with promo code ADVICE. Thanks, Thanks, Nutrafol! Um, today we're, as you could probably tell by the title, we're talking about imposter syndrome. Um, so I, uh, you're looking at a new student. Woo! I, student. <laughs> um, well, okay. So I started this thing called Coursera. It's by Google and it's, um, for professional certificates. And I was literally sitting on my ass this weekend compared to your out in New York, literally <laughs> loving life. I was sitting on my ass this weekend and I was just like, I'm what am I doing right now that because first of all it's not just one day that I've been doing this I've been sitting on my ass for the past fucking well your foot's been hurt right it's okay but I literally don't go outside I haven't walked around like it's it's really it really like fucked me up this past week no guys we sit on our ass so much it's like it's concerning for our gluteus maximus and like working from home like working on my lap they got they got me a laptop so I'm literally just like laying on my couch my laptop on my lap with a broken foot can't even get up to play with my dog like right it really took a toll on me so i'm sitting on my ass on the couch on a saturday and like leanna's like doing singing videos and you're in new york and i'm like okay what the fuck am i doing right now so i signed myself up for to get a professional certificate in ux design and um so ux is basically just like a step further of what um, I do on my day to day. So okay. I'm, I'm a graphic designer at my current job and, um, I design for web, but I don't know a lot of the programs or practices or terminology or like all of the, um, like actual like industry terms, industry, like technicals that okay. I would have gotten going to like, uh, a four-year call university gotcha um for those of you who don't know say, i went to college. i went yeah i went to fit and i actually so i went to fit i got my aa in visual communications which is a lot like so a lot of people get their aa in visual communications for things like set design um windows visual right. merchandising mm-hmm. um and then i went back and got my bachelor degree in design which is like a super broad program at fit right. um so i really had to focus my projects on graphics i i've literally probably only taken like two or three graphics classes That's in my whole so life crazy it's I love that. it's so it's crazy but it made me think like 
I need to really appreciate where, like the job that I landed right? because <laughs> saying that I've only taken like a couple graphics classes and then I have the job that I have. It's this weird, like, how did I fucking get here? The epitome of imposter syndrome. Right. Yeah. Um, and it kind of like validated my imposter syndrome. Like, yeah. how did I get to this? Um, so I'm doing this Coursera program that Google has. Um, it's like a six month program. There's, I'm like actually so excited. I have like homework I'm doing. Oh, we always uh, talk about how we yes. want to take tests. Alex and I love school. Yes, like, I, I, have, I have quizzes. I have tests. Oh, I have can I like, like doing with you? Yes. I Wait, have, we should see the te- the scores I get. <laughs> oh, shit. You would know they're they're The thing is, is like, I don't know if they're easy because I like, I know the general, I mean, I'm in the field. So like, right. I know the general shit of it. I don't. Um, but I, th- it's a lot of, it's very obvious. I'll try it's, it. I'll yeah. Try, you'll I'll try, try, it. try with you this weekend. Um, so I'm doing that. I'm and so proud of you. That's huge, dude. Thank you. I meant to tell you when I was in New York, a girl was telling me, she's like, yeah, I just started uh, classes again the other day. Cause I just felt, and she's our age. She's like, I just felt like, like there's no age to stop learning. And I like, I meant to call you right there. Ugh. Like you're, you're doing it. And yes. like, it is a weird thing for people who are quote, older or older than the college age to go back to school it could be a pride thing that comes yeah. in and I'm really proud of you for doing it yeah I've um I, I know I've all like I've always wanted to go back to school whether that be like getting my master's in something else or even just like taking random classes here and there I never thought it'd be this quick and like with I mean Coursera is I, here I am like not giving it enough credit. Like it's, yeah. it's a program that Google has and it's, it's for a certificate. Like yeah. it's not, I'm not getting a degree in something else, but um, I mean, you're getting a credential. Yeah. And that's, and I'm just like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm getting the knowledge that I feel like I should have had to get the job that I have now. And as credible as you still are for your job, clearly, even if you weren't doing this course, I am glad you're doing something that will possibly help your self-esteem right you know and you, you are like it, uh, back to imposter syndrome like you are obviously qualified enough to be doing what you're doing yeah yeah but okay so I went through this like thing in my head um we always talk about like fake it till you make it right and I wrote down like what happens if you fake it till you make it enough to where you get to where you want to be but you don't have what you actually need to move farther like I'm I got to the point where like I was worried that if I were to ever apply to a different job and like I don't like I'm not going to get lucky twice Mm. is it luck though you're also just really good at what you do yeah I'm just being Uh, the devil's advocate but it's just like yeah no for sure but it's just like this is literally imposter syndrome working to its core yes I'm literally walking and breathing example of imposter syndrome. I, I totally get it. I think um, when we were talking about it earlier about what we're going to talk about today, it's um it's a big thing that I think a lot of people obviously experience period, but a lot of our generation experience because we kind of like our parents, again, generally speaking, have really pushed into us. You need to go to school. Uh, you need to like earn your way up in a company. Like that was something my mom said to me, it wasn't so much school, but she was like, you need to get a job and work your way up in the company. Yeah. And we, you know, that was pushed on us so much. And a lot of our generation has found, for lack of a better word, loopholes mm-hmm. and shortcuts to get these incredible opportunities with half of the work. 
And I think a lot of us are like, oh, fuck. Like, you know, I'm not supposed to. This isn't how it's supposed to happen. And we call it luck. And then we keep thinking that our luck's going to be stripped from us tomorrow. But maybe it's not luck. Maybe it's It's just just the way it works now. But I get it. I, I mean, I'm the same way even with the job I'm in right now. Big imposter syndrome. Because I know so many creators that have you know, they've done this since they were in high school. They've been making videos forever. Like the one I think of specifically is Adeline Morton. She, I know she's like, she talks about all the time. Like she's been doing this shit since high school. Like she's always been like, I want to be a creator and she's worked so hard for it. You know, all this stuff. And you hear uh, this and you're like, that's not my experience. No, I, I, it, I fell into it. So back to the luck thing, it was kind of luck for me. But then I'm also, but then like you always tell me, you're like, no, Kristen, like, (laughs) you know, you might've fallen into a lucky situation, but you're the one keeping up with it. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you and I have started this podcast and there's credibility in that. It's, you know, this is one of those podcast episodes where we're not going to walk away with an answer for you guys. We're just going to let you know you're not alone. And that's okay. So I, um, I, so when I started Coursera, I was watching a, a few of their like intro videos to the program Okay, and they interviewed um, like a really high up director of Google or like of UX at Google. And um, he had said, I was literally like kind of like half-assed doing something else. And I had the video up in the background and he said something. Yeah. And I've been in the industry for 20 odd years and I still get imposter syndrome. And to hear that literally a director at Google get feels like he doesn't deserve to be there I literally so I had heard the term before Mm -hmm. or the the coined phrase or whatever and I never really like registered it but then I heard it and I was like hold on I think I have that right (laughs) so I started doing research and like googling it and I was like holy shit like I and I've even said on the podcast before like sometimes I feel like I don't deserve like the job I have now um and like I'm not I'm just like not good at it and like people aren't gonna be happy with my work and like I'm just not as good as a designer as like I've said before like I thought I once was but then to hear that this man who has been in the industry for so long and has had everything probably work out like well for him obviously (laughs) high up at Google like one of the best UX companies there is and he still has imposter syndrome yeah like what the fuck right so i listened to this podcast it's um uh do it's npr's life kit and it's by um diana opong and then she talks to this doctor dr suzanne imes and suzanne imes is actually the one who coined the phrase imposter syndrome so, or the imposter theory how do you coin that like, does she get paid? Is she getting paid when we say it? Imposter syndrome, imposter oh, syndrome. Like she, I don't know. Ding, no, ding, so ding. she was um, she was in grad school, I think. This was back in the 70s. Mm. She was in grad school, I think, and she was kind of, like, talking about how she, like, didn't feel like she deserved to be on, like, her journey. And she was working with a colleague, and they came up with this theory. Wow. And they were just, like, talking about it and then just realized that, like, other people. Alone. Yeah, other people have it. Um, so if you get a chance, go listen to that podcast. I, uh, wrote down a whole bunch of things from it that we're going to talk about today. Um, basically they go over five ways to like shake your feeling of imposter syndrome. Um, okay. 
uh, first, they talk about how there's two types of people, those who tend to overestimate their abilities and those who tend to underestimate their abilities. What do you think you are? I underestimate my abilities a thousand percent. I kind of think I might overestimate my abilities. (laughs) Really? I only say that because I, I don't know if this tracks with it, but I, I notice I spread myself thin. Oh, okay. So then I spread myself thin. And then when I'm too thin and I'm caught up, I'm like, oh my God, I'm not capable of this because I'm not capable. Not because I spread myself thin, but then I zoom out and I'm like, no, 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 you're capable you just, you have too much on your plate. You're capable of the things, but you don't have enough time. Oh. Does that make sense? Yeah. But then I don't think of it like that. that those are my therapist words right there. I don't genuinely feel bad. <laughs> That's just what I'm told I should probably feel. My thing is like, no, 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 no. If I'm capable, then I should just be capable, period. And then, yeah, maybe it's time management too. For well, me, no. Okay. So they say that, um, they mentioned in the episode that there's two um, kind of signs that you are feeling imposter syndrome and one of them is that like say you're given a task and um you either procrastinate that task mm. so you like put it off until you <laughs> until you like don't have anything else to do and you just like have to do it or you um over prepare yourself for that task so you start early wow. you nope. like way over prepare and like build it up to be this grand thing even though it might just be a meeting with your boss damn and that's probably gives people so much anxiety yeah both it, of them are anxiety it's, filled well it's all anxiety basically all these points that they talk about to like shake the feeling is all just like shake the feeling of the anxiety so before we move on to the number two or whatever i actually i wanted to say earlier now that we're calling it anxiety, I kind of feel like imposter syndrome, you know, we talk about it as a business thing. I think it's something we need to tackle in all of our therapy sessions with our therapists. For sure. Because it comes out in social life. Exactly. Like it's so much more than this business focused thing, at least in my personal realm. I feel like I only ever hear people talk about it when they're talking about their job. Right. I mean, literally that's how we started this talk just now, Yeah, which is still so valid because obviously your job is part of your life. But I, I think it needs to be talked about on a psychological level more. For sure. And but. like, think about like when you're, I mean, specifically at a party in LA and you're like, why am I at this party? Me all the time. Yeah. Me all the but time. But it's like you were invited. That's it, why. It roots, it roots back to self-esteem. Mm-hmm. A lot of it, I mean, even where things about your job where you're like, I don't know, Kristen, da, da, I've said like, you are so good. Like you have to believe that you are so good and you are clearly so qualified. Like it does come back to self-esteem. And part of like part of imposter syndrome for me is like thinking that people are just being nice. I feel that. And people are just like trying to save my feelings. Well, if we move to New York, we don't have to worry about that. <laughs> done and done. done. Me, um, but and, like another thing for imposter syndrome is for me, hold on, I wrote it down, um, is the fear that someone's going to find out that I don't belong here. So like mm. I, I work with a lot of people who are like, and the thing is, is like, I'm about to talk these pe- about these people, but they probably have this too. 100%. But they are just like so far along in their careers. They've been in the industry for 10 plus years. I'm fairly new. I've only been here for like two years. And I work with these people and it's so intimidating. And I'm so like afraid that they're going to find out. They're going to one day literally like a light bulb is going to go off in their head. And they're going to be like, hold on. Why does Alex work here? 
They would have done that already. I, like, I know <laughs> that, but it's literally just like this daunting feeling. Like doom. Yes. Wow. Like this impending doom that I'm just one day going to be like, hold on. She doesn't deserve to be here. Fuck. It's crazy. And like to see, like, see all this. I'm probably like really hyped about this because I have felt all of these things for a really long time. But you didn't know why. I didn't know what it was. You should start therapy. I know. <laughs> no i know but it's it's crazy that this is like an actual like specific like i know you're saying it goes beyond the workplace but like specifically with work because i feel like i'm generally like a confident person when we're like out with our friends and when we're doing these shit it's literally just my place of work where i'm like i don't deserve this right low self-esteem if you have it it doesn't mean you have it in every degree right like i'm confident in so so many things and so not confident and the other things it doesn't you're not one of those things you're not one right. or the other is what i'm trying to say no that's really hard i think i mean you got to find what's gonna validate you right and you do want to find that within ultimately obviously but i think something that could also help is my mom has told me this before like ask your boss for a review mm. you can ask for that feedback because as much as yes we shouldn't find validation in others it's especially in a workplace though when like your your validation actually is like how you get paid right like you you finishing an an email is how you keep your your job yes so maybe if you're ever feeling iffy like ask hey like am i can actually just because i feel like you have like a friendship with your oh totally you could be like hey so and so like straight up like how did you feel about that like just on like a general design aspect how did you feel about this email and they'll they would love to sit and talk to you i feel like that could be a good tactic for you that's terrible. Like I'm literally shaking in my boots. In your boots, you're wearing that's Jordans. <laughs> that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, um. But the, like therapy is going to be more terrifying. You're going to have to do a lot more scary yeah. things. You just got to get used to it, girly. Put on your big girl <sighs> boots. Um. Yeah. <laughs> uh. But your point about validation. One of their um like steps to shaking the feeling is. And this is what I wrote. Connect with another person or your support system. Hmm. And, and I wrote in parentheses in all caps, where I'm at now. <laughs> just because so because I was going to talk to you about it. Wait, 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 wait. Imagine somebody finding <laughs> your, your notes. They don't know you have a podcast, though. They just think you're this psycho that writes down their thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um Okay, but so they you're say here now. Yes, I'm right here now. And connecting with people and acknowledging that like other people have this because yep. I literally didn't before today, I didn't realize that this was a fucking thing. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I've heard the phrase before, but I didn't realize the you depth of it. And I probably it. heard it years ago when I didn't have it. Right. Um, but uh, a tip is to connect with someone and just literally just express yourself about what you're feeling because chances are that they've ha- like have it or have had it too yep. and literally treat it like it's anxiety and kind of state like because a lot of it especially for me comes up when I mean I've even talked to you about it like I'm anxious for this big meeting where I have to present my work to literally the head of my department she works for a really reputable brand too guys like can't stress that enough yeah it's, it's, it's enough. a really big fucking brand and I literally show my work to the director of all of e-commerce of this brand and 
crazy. The like the amount of times that I said like Chris and I have a big meeting today and like I'm really right. nervous. Um a big thing that you could do is like literally tell like do that. Tell a friend that you're nervous about this meeting and for your friend like a good way to tell your friend to help you out with this anxiety is to just say I hear you. I'm going to be here for you when you're outside of this meeting. Um, the doctor who really like developed this theory said that um, one of the worst things to hear when you're feeling anxious about imposter syndrome is that everything's going to be okay. I mean, anxiety and, in general. Right. I'm like, like shut that up. doesn't help. Oh, ah, uh, all Thank better. You. Cured. I feel literally great. No. Mm-mm. So, yeah, this. So I need to start doing that. <laughs> no, but like, uh, yeah. Whenever you've done that, I've, I've, I feel like I've always hyped you up. Yeah. No, I've always been like, that's fucking dope, dude. Like that's, that's so cool. I, I feel like whenever I've been anxious about opportunity, I like to be like, hold on. This is sick. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're anxious, but look, look what, what you're, you're doing. doing. And even if he's going to come back and be like, your work is fucking ass. Like you, you still s- got to show your work to this person. That's on your resume. I showed my work to freaking so and so of the really big company. Like, yeah. sick. That's still that's still a win. So maybe trying to find validation in personal small wins mm-hmm. rather than big wins that are written on a resume or seen by other people. Like, look at th- them as small, tangible achievements within yourself, and then there's way less pressure. Right. And a big thing is to start giving yourself more credit. Yes. Just like trusting you in yourself yes. and really dropping. This was a big like light bulb for me. Light bulb. Dropping the um your need for like being a perfectionist. Cause I always say, like, oh, I'm a perfectionist. It has to be to the standard. It has to be to the standard. No one's perfect. It's right. never gonna be perfect. So dropping that standard and really giving yourself credit. Um, one of the tactics that the doctor talks about is writing a list. Mm three columns things that i'm not good at things that i'm like medium good at like okay at and then things that i'm really good at and you kind of just like give yourself like to be able to say like okay i'm not good at this and it could be something as simple as like drawing soccer yeah just like anything yeah so where you can be honest with yourself right you're it, clearly not good exactly because if you could be honest to yourself about what you're not good at you could trust yourself when you say you're good at something yes yeah it's building that trust with yourself right and that's such that's so big if i made that list though those three columns the middle column would be really long because i feel like i'm i know enough about a lot a lot of things jack of all trades but i'm not an expert at one thing which like okay but you're like there are a lot of things you're really good at you could say you're cooking but even that, I'm like, am see, I have talk like cooking for me, you guys is big, big imposter imposter syndrome. <laughs> I just had to say that. <laughs> big imposter syndrome for me. Like the, in New York, sorry, I'm cooking with somebody, and they were like, "So you're like a chef?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not a chef. Like I just like to cook. Because to me, I'm like a chef. You have to go to culinary school." I don't do, you, but I don't actually. Don't I don't. Know. Yeah, I don't know the technicalities <laughs> yeah, of it. Like so maybe I'm like actually. That's pushing. but that's like specific. That's almost one like you can't say you're a doctor if you don't like <laughs> get your doctorate. 
but I you mean, like you're psycho isn't there a podcast <laughs> a guy a guy dr psycho yeah he literally was like yes Ooh, i'm listen a doctor. to that you guys he's like i can do surgery because i've yeah um but no like it's a big one for me though and i, I literally after that i was like uh maybe like a self-proclaimed chef and they were like cooking's hard like that i'm like but it's not hard it's literally like, hyping you up because they probably couldn't do it yeah yeah i don't know that's a really really big one for me also where you said being a perfectionist um i just wanted to say my side because i often feel alone in this i hear so many people around me and by so many people i mean you and leanna because there's only people i really <laughs> talk to <laughs> you guys are perfectionists it? you both oh. say that about yourselves I don't think I am. I f- often find myself, I'll, I'll take it back to school work. I'll finish something, but I always feel like my work is mediocre. And I feel like I just like pass. Like, I feel like I'm mm. never like, I'm never fully impressed with my work ever. Maybe that's just like ever. your sign that feeds into imposter syndrome. Yeah. Cause like, even if it is impressive, I don't see it that way. Cause I'm not, I'm not credible enough. Yeah. Do you feel the need for like, do you feel like your work needs to be better? Yes. I feel like that's a form of perfectionism. Oh. Not to be, I, okay. You know, you're right. Like, okay. yeah, I, of, <laughs> maybe I, am. <laughs> I quite literally just like, Cause I was going to say, I don't think you're not, I think you have high standards for yourself. But when you under deliver, you kind of like I eat kick my, yourself. I, yeah, I, it eats me alive. Yeah, it literally eats me. Alive. I would say you're some form of a perfectionist. That's awful. It's it's don. It's like really debilitating. Donda. Donda. <laughs> Congrats, Kanye. Kanye. Did you hear he changed his name to Ye? When? I don't know. Is there papers like he did it? I don't know. I saw it in Discord. Thomas, I think, said it. I thought you said change his name to like Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck. Uh, uh, no, yeah, weird. it's terrifying. Wait, yay <laughs> or perfectionism? Both. Both. Kanye and perfectionism are fucking Oh, the same thing. I'd love to hear his take on this. He, no, he's, I Should feel like we have him as a fun. guest. Could you imagine? <laughs> he, he loves advice. He listens to <laughs> so much. um i guess maybe i am perfectionist i don't know i think that's something we all need to try and talk to our therapist about you guys i'm just saying yeah um another aspect that they really dive into in this podcast is the um social social standard that is applied to specific genders races right um just kind of like the where society thinks you should be compared to like think about how as women we're i mean we already know going into the workplace that we're not going to make as much as men nope how do you think think that's like had an, an effect, effect on like us already feeling like we don't deserve to be there being okay with it yeah it's it's i feel like it's become such common knowledge yes but it's also we've just accepted it like it's one thing to be aware of something and be motivated to change it. Yeah. But we're just kind of like, it is what it is. Yep. And it, it's like, it will already, it's already set us this like societal standard has already set us back seven steps. Yep. To, so to feel like that we even like have to work even harder to get to where we are. Mm-hmm. And then we end up there and we're surrounded by a majority of men in most workplaces. Right. And for us to feel like, okay, we had to work twice as hard 
we're already like frowned upon for taking time off because our kid's sick and we're frowned upon for being the breadwinner in our house Mm -hmm. and for taking time off when we get pregnant. Like think about how that's feeding into this imposter syndrome that we like, we're not even supposed to be there in the first place. That literally makes my head spin. Like I genuinely feel like I can't even say anything it to that right now. Because literally boils we're living my blood it right now. Yeah, like how is that going to change? I know it's definitely gotten better. Like we we have to credit. Yes. Like there's so many people out there that are such a big part of this movement that I know are, you know, these and you know women run companies and all that. Like it's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely going to change, but then it's still also so much there. And like, how do you think it's it like, yes, society is shifting right now, but we're still going to feel it. We're right. It's going to be something our kids are going to be able to live. Yeah. Fearfully and whatnot within that new mindset, but we're not. Which is like, think if you like step into a meeting with a brand deal and it's all men and like, you really just have to fucking prove yourself to be there. Right. There was, um, I did a thing with Honda and everybody on the campaign was a guy and I was the girl. And, you know, part of me was like, this is fucking badass. Like I'm the girl. But then I was also like, you know, I feel like they're all looking at me as like, and weren't you getting like hella comments? Like, um, they like sexualizing it. Yes. Yes. That was another really big thing. Oh my God. That's a full other thing. Like the things women do, like once we do reach that level of success that we, you know, our ancestors and generations before us as women didn't, it's still somehow sexualized. Like teachers sexualized CEOs, desk assistant comes in sexualized. Like, I mean, think about like how even like fucking Carl's junior commercials where eating a burger and sitting on a car, she's literally in a, in her bra, naked in her bra underwear, sexualizing, eating a burger. Yep. Everything we do is sexualized. Everything we do is sexualized. So then I think it makes us timid because obviously we don't always want to be sexualized. Earth to men, women don't always want to be sexualized. It's a crazy nope. thing. You'll you'd never imagine, right? And then like we're timid to go do that. Or like say back to the thing where I'm saying maybe asking your boss for a review. Maybe some women don't want to do that if your boss is a man. Yeah. It might be uncomfortable. Like maybe he already gives you this weird attention because you're a woman and you wear a certain length skirt right and you're afraid to ask how you're doing because he's gonna think that you want something more exactly or oh you want this then okay if you want this you have to do this for me Mm -hmm. like that that's a fucking thing and then that also leads into them feeling like a fraud because they're like damn am i only here because he thinks i'm hot yep (sighs) okay holy shit right this is like, this is fucked up. It's fucked up. So as as women, and honestly, not even going to just tailor it to women because I know a lot of men still very much experience this. As women, yes. men, whoever, I think we got to bring this up to our therapist. I don't know where I'm it, but I just <laughs> I, I do think this is something. Obviously, on a societal level, like we said, it's not necessarily going to fully be fixed in our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So just kind of taking a tackle on your your personal case of imposter syndrome and dealing with it how you can it can't be cured but one thing they said is it can't be cured but you can manage it you can personally manage it in your own way they said a lot of like rash if you kind of uh a big part is just acknowledging that you have it when you do because Mm -hmm. a lot of mine it is like specific times like i said it's before a meeting Mm -hmm. or um when i'm about to turn in this big project i get like this spark of imposter syndrome and 
a good way to manage it is to like go for a run Mm -hmm. or just kind of like things. That's why I said earlier things that kind of just help you with anxiety in general, because it is a form of of anxiety. Very good point. I did a thing. I learned about it in school at FITM, um, power posing. It was a big Ted talk that went around like in like 2013, 2014. I feel like every FITM professor like drilled it. And it's pretty much the, the thought of like before something, um, a meeting or whatever, doing these poses where you just like really open your chest and stretch your body and take these big deep breaths and look in the mirror. It's, it could be a form of affirmation as well. Doing that before, um, I have taken that since college and I still do it today. Even like if I'm walking somewhere and I'm really nervous for something, I'll, I'll do this certain breath work or I'll like, you know, I keep doing it right now, but like I do this thing where like open my chest really, really big. And that really helps kind of calm me down. So just finding whatever calms you down. I think kind of what you're saying earlier, just announcing to a friend that you're nervous. Yep. Even if they don't say anything at all, why do you think that calms us down? Cause it totally calms me down. Just, just like, like acknowledging it almost what okay what i visualize you guys know i'm a very visual person what i visualize is that feeling when i s- speak it it's ah, getting out of it's you. leaving me yep so when that i say sense. it to you it's no longer just like pent up inside of me and yep. then maybe it's just like wished away that makes sense so it just kind of like it's a release you know it's off your shoulders one of the last points i have on this is like Something that I feel like can help and something I need to do more is celebrating your successes. Like we both have really cool jobs. I'm like so good for my job. I know you're so good for your job and we both do really cool things in our jobs. Mm -hmm. And I think we need to celebrate them more. And I think that'll help us be more proud of what we do. Therefore more confidence and it'll just snowball into positivity and what we feel towards our job. So I think, maybe going forward like when you have those hefty meetings let's go get in and out afterwards i was just gonna say why don't we just like next time you get like a really cool brand deal and then next time i have a really big project let's just like celebrate even if it's like something so small it doesn't need to be extravagant i i say that because knowing me if you tell me i'm gonna celebrate something i'm gonna be like let's go out i was gonna say let's go get a glass of champagne somewhere perfect we both absolutely hate champagne but let's no we don't i know we drink so much (laughs) champagne the other weekend you guys it was a fucking show that weekend was but it was fun and it was good that weekend was a fuck that fuck that weekend anyway um yeah celebrating and i love uh, that i think everybody needs to do that and it doesn't even need to be those big moments. I think maybe also the low the low moments where you don't even feel like there's anything to celebrate. Still try and find that thing because there's still something. This can be translated into life too. Yeah. If you're having a shit day, you still got out of bed. You still, you know, did the laundry that's yep. been sitting in your corner. Like those little tiny things, if we celebrate them, I think we'll just kind of walk a little bit lighter. Mm-hmm. No, you're not wrong. Let's start celebrating. Should we celebrate tonight? Okay, I feel like now we're going to be like, everything. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be like, every single night. <laughs> After every enough. podcast. We should, though. We don't like, get you guys. Theoretically. This, I, I had big imposter syndrome even talking about this on the podcast. I'm like, yeah. who the fuck am I? Like, NPR did. they. She had a, the actual person who coined the fucking phrase and developed the theory on her podcast and i'm sitting here talking about it like you should send this to her let's find her on instagram and tag her 
Okay. I feel like she can actually see it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I'm proud of you for tackling this topic today, Alex. This this topic was Alex's idea, and I just wanted to give you that credit because I know it was also Thanks. like you said, it was something that was hard for you to talk about and but I do think it's something everybody needs to hear. It's something I needed to hear. Even in my feedback, there was stuff I was saying that I was like, shit, I didn't realize I had it that bad either. I knew I had it, but I didn't know it was that bad. Right. So I'm going to talk about this with my therapist. Um, I'll talk about it with one if I get one. You will get one. Yeah. You have to get one. One day. <laughs> Does like, anyone want to be my therapist? Literally me. No. That's conflict of interest. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. We'll and I already talked to you about everything. Yeah, but like therapy, like you talk about everything. Like therapy, you could even talk about If me. you got your uh, thing, sure. Uh, I met a therapist this past week in uh, New York and we talked about- <laughs> Of course you did. <laughs> we literally, um, we talked about like the, the different types of therapy and I was telling him how- I was in EMDR and he was, t he was saying that there was like so many other ones and some people like really disagree with EMDR and oh, like whoa. the credibility of it. And he's, and, and he was like, I don't mean to say that, like not trying to change it or anything, but definitely like Looking be to open shit. to other things. There's so many other different types of therapy. I forget the whoa. names, but he was explaining like the different parts of the lobe and like how there's different routes you can go to correct trauma, like forward to back or back to forward. Like, Oh my God. So interesting. So actually when you were talking about the course thing, I was going to look like, do they have like psychology shit? Like, I don't know, but it's worth looking into for sure. But the thing is like, as much as I w literally want to be a therapist, it's so much school. It's literally like 10 years of schooling. It's so, so much. Yeah. And if I do it, like, but like, then I could be a therapist. And, and when you're 36, Right, like that's not that's a old solid therapist age. I'd give you more credit for being a therapist at that age. Right, like I feel like a younger therapist, you're like, mm, what the fuck? You know, are you, have you gone through <laughs> fucking puberty? Like, are you, are you good? Literally, like shit. Maybe I'll do it. I don't know. That is really the the one thing I could see myself going back to school for. Something in the medical field. Yeah, I don't think I'd go back for anything within like the digital world necessarily. Not that there there's not credible education out there, but. I don't know. I feel like I kind of have this under control. Giving myself credit. There you go. Giving myself credit that it, maybe I have some credibility in this world. As you should and do. Not as much as others though, but that's okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> that's All the right, comparison bug in you talking. <laughs> we need to end there, you guys. Um, uh, let me yeah. know if you guys, uh, let me know if you guys want me to be a therapist. Cause I will let me know. Or if are there any, any therapists out there who just like want to really dive in on this thing? Yeah. If taking new clients, please take my friend Alex. Let me know. Fucking therapist. Um, or are there any therapists out there that think I shouldn't do it? Because I was also talking about the therapist that I met talking in New York, talking to him. And <laughs> I was like, do you have a therapist? He's like, no. And I was like, like, don't you just like take on all that blah, blah, blah. And he was like, well, that's another form of empathy that I don't necessarily have. Like and some, you're very empathetic. Like I'm going to be like, I'm going to go home and like cry for that person. So yeah. You know what? Be. That, but that schooling probably teaches you how to desensitize, desensitize yourself so much from other people's trauma. But maybe, but I, I feel like when I give people advice, it comes from me feeling it. So if I desensitize myself, what if I lose that part of me? Mm. I just need to learn how to shut it on and off. But 
who's gonna who knows once i'm there what if i lost it completely yeah that's a toughie i'm not a therapist because that's another thing if i psychoanalyze something and i know how to turn it off then i'll never be able to turn it back on because i'm going to understand that it's not even a part of me it's something that my brain does and then i'm never going to get it back with heart i'm only going to get it back with mind holy shit maybe don't okay maybe i shouldn't all right, guys. Thank you yeah, so much you're for definitely listening. not going to be my therapist. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening, <laughs> watching wherever you are. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, make sure you rate it five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure you like and subscribe and comment some shit. Um, if you are a patron, thank you so much. And if you're not a patron and you want to check it out, um, everything will be linked down below. Go check it out. We have an extra episode every single week um, for the patrons listening. For, patrons. For, patrons. For Friday's episode, let's do hey do you have imposter syndrome let's fucking talk about it did we spark something when yeah right like do you feel it do you feel it anybody around you feel it what do you do to get through it um do you think i should be a therapist (laughs) do you just let's Let's talk i feel like we don't even need to give prompts for that i I know people are going to identify with this but you're not alone and that was the point of this podcast and you fucking killed it you, you totally took charge of this episode and you I feel like I just it. talk so fast. I mean, look at me. I'm literally, I talk, <laughs> I talk so fast. Like I need to literally chill. Okay. Love you guys so much. Happy <sighs> Monday. Have a good rest of your week. And that's all today. Thank you. Mm, Goodbye. Bye. Bye.